Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The, the resources and the support are here to win a national championship. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. There, there are very few gyms that you can walk into in America that have 33 conference championship banners hanging up in the gym. And that's what we have here. That was Central Washington men's basketball coach Brandon Rinta. He was the 2013 NAIA Coach of the Year at Lewis Clark State. He's today's guest. Welcome to Dan Dickow's Quarantine Series on the Scorebook Live Today podcast. As the world, particularly the world of sports, is shut down due to the coronavirus, we're ramping things up a notch here at Scorebook Live. Every weekday, Dan interviews an expert in the world of sports, from star hoopers and coaches like Steve Kerr, Jamal Crawford, and Doug Christie to seven-time Mr. Olympia bodybuilder Phil Heath. We hope you're entertained and maybe learn a thing or two as we navigate these uncertain times. The easiest way to tune in is by subscribing. In addition to our weekly Washington High School Sports News and Conversation podcast released Thursdays, hosted by myself, Andy Bueller, fellow reporter Todd Millis, Dan is bringing you interviews just like this one delivered five days a week. Head to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe for free, and while you're there, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Before we get to Dan's interview today, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Washington Federal. Washington Federal is a local bank and portfolio lender with more than 200 branches across eight states, more than 32,000 fee-free ATMs, 24-7 online and mobile banking with drive-up ATMs. Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live. They care deeply about high school sports and the communities that support them across the entire state of Washington. Head to WFDBank.com to learn how they can help you meet your financial goals. That's WAFDBank.com. Washington Federal, a neighbor you can count on. We hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Now, Dan Dickow. Dan Dickow, Scorebook Live Washington. Today, our podcast continues with the quarantine series where we have a conversation with an expert in the field of sports. Could be a player, a broadcaster. Today, we have a coach, a coach who's had a tremendous amount of success uh, as a player, but also as a coach at many different levels. Head coach at Central Washington, Brandon Renta. Brandon, how are you today? Doing wonderful. Appreciate you having me on the show, Dan. Absolutely. Glad to be able to uh, have conversations with coaches at, at multiple levels across the state um, to hear about their experiences, share their wisdom, uh, get to know a little bit more about their journey as well as a little bit more about their program. So um, want to jump right into it. You grew up on the west side of the state, WF West, um, in the Chehalis Centralia area, um, was a good player, graduated in 1995 before you played at Central. Did you always feel that you were going to get into coaching when your playing career was over? I did, for whatever reason. Even probably about halfway through my high school career, I had a lot of passion for the game of basketball. I had some coaches in my career that early on had a positive influence in my life, and I just thought, 
man, that would be a great profession. And uh, I, I thought I would become a high school teacher and, and be a high school coach. And it just so happened that uh, I've been blessed enough to where there's been doors open to me at the college level and to be a part of some programs that have been able to have success that this is uh, where I've been able to end up is at the college level. Well, you've had a tremendous amount of success, as you mentioned, at the, at the college level. Before you got to Central Washington as a coach, you were the national coach of the year at the, at the NAIA level for Lewis and Clark State, led them to, I believe it was multiple national tournament appearances. When you look back at your time at Lewis and Clark State, what was your most fond memory? Yeah, that's LC State is a, a special place. It really is. And uh, it was an interesting path that I traveled to get there. Uh, and walking in the door, um, was able to get connected with a couple really good assistant coaches in Austin Johnson and, and Drew Church. And I didn't know much about Lewis Clark State when I stepped on campus there, but about a month or two after I got there, I looked around and I looked around at the area and just realized what a special place it was. And we had uh, definitely had a challenge in just that first year as many transitions are challenging i think we had about three players on the roster had to throw together a team and uh, that that year one was was challenging and then year two felt like we were able to get some guys in there that fit what we were trying to do and we were going to be able to take a step but that even year two it it looked from the beginning like it was going to be really challenging. We had uh, one of our best recruits got a what we thought was a career-ending concussion, but it ended up just being a season-ending concussion. We, uh, one of our guys uh, has had some real serious family issues. He had to go home and, and take care of. One of our guys, one of our recruits just made a bad decision and we had to part ways with him. We had a, a starter decide to walk away from the game of basketball. He had uh, some other things that he wanted to do. We had a guy um, break his wrist. In short, we lost six guys that second year, and I was really concerned. But what we ended up with were a group of winners, a group of nine or ten winners that went on really against all odds to win 18 games in a row, to win our first of three conference championships, to go to the national tournament. And I was really blown away when I got to the NEIA national tournament in Kansas City. And for someone who has never been there or experienced that, it's, it's hard to explain. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the NCAA tournament the big dance as you have as well. And there's really nothing that can replace that and all the lights and the bells and whistles that come with that and just the stage and been fortunate enough to, to play in the division two national championship, but the NEI national tournament, and, and this is why it's so sad that it has gone away. But when you get 32 teams at one site, and they're just fighting it out over five days. 
I was blown away to, to be able to experience that national tournament five times without a doubt was uh, the best experience that I had while I was at Lewis Clark State College. You know, I've heard tremendous things about uh, the LC State program when you were there. And, and I know Austin Johnson has, has continued that success on. Um, but I don't think, unfortunately, a lot of high school student athletes, high school coaches and parents understand how good NAIA basketball is. I don't think they understand how good the Division II level of basketball is, which is where you coach at Central Washington now. Put in perspective, if you can, because you've seen both those levels, you've been around the Division I game as well, um, just how good those basketball teams and programs are. And if somebody has an opportunity to be recruited by a good program at those levels, why they should give those a good long look instead of uh, where unfortunately too many times people stretch to be able to say that they're a division one player. Yeah, there's, there's so much truth in that. And I, I think probably you and I can both sympathize with where they're coming from. I, I would like to think I was different when I was 18 years old, but we grow up in a, Division one is is what's on the television and it kind of draws us in that direction. And I think the mistake that too many people make and, and too many young players make is not going and watching Division two basketball, NAI basketball, Division three basketball, or even go watch your NWAC basketball and to understand and get an up-close look at just how big of a jump any of those levels are from high school into those programs. And even better, go to those open gyms in the summer. That, that'll give you a taste. And that's where at the NAI level, when we got to that national tournament the first time, we were ranked number three in the nation and were a top seed there. And they bring all the teams out onto the, the floor the very first day. And I'm looking around like, there is no way we are the number three seed in the number three team in the nation, just with the size and the athleticism. And it's all, all of those levels, Division Two and NAI specifically, that's a high level of basketball. And especially when you're talking about guards the the difference is slight and where you're going to find the difference is maybe in the size of big men and in the depth that the teams have but I'll, I'll give you an example is we had a guy by the name of Jake Wiley who played for us at Lewis Clark State College now Jake he developed tremendously the hardest working player I've ever coached in my life and he his last year for us, he averaged about 14 points a game and was conference MVP for us. Well, he's a really good student. He graduated. We have Lewis Clark State College. We're a college. We've got no master's degrees. And he wants to get his master's degree. He also has a baby daughter. He's got a family in Spokane. It made sense for him to go to Eastern Washington and go to grad school. He goes there and he is MVP of the big sky and averages 20 points a game. So 
that's that's kind of if you want to look at a direct comparison from NEI to the big sky and the division one level, Jake puts on a platform there. Yeah, I've gotten to know Jake a little bit over the last few years and here in Spokane and, and he is a tremendous person. Um, you know, I, I would second that work ethic. The times that I've seen him in the gym, he absolutely epitomizes, you know, uh, being a tough worker uh, and don't, doesn't skip steps. Uh, I've heard that from other coaches such as yourself who've been around him. I want to go back really quick because you mentioned when you were in high school, you had some really good coaches that kind of poured into you. Any coach in particular that stands out to you today as a mentor if you're in the maybe in a, a difficult stretch with your team and you need a different perspective and you give this particular coach uh, a call and they can kind of reset your focus? What's unique about Central Washington is uh, I think that it's very comparable to the basketball family that you are a part of in that the Gonzaga basketball family, it's, it's a very real thing. And so is the central Washington basketball family. And that was started by who we might refer to as the godfather of central Washington basketball and Dean Nicholson. And the chance for me to play for him, the last two years of his coaching career at Yakima Valley Community College, uh, it, it was a tremendous gift to my coaching career. And, and not as much what I learned from him, but being, being having access to his coaching tree. And, and it started with Dennis Bauer in, at WF West, who was my high school coach, who is one of the all-time greatest high school coaches in Washington State history. I, I learned as much from him as anybody, if not more, especially when it comes to how to design and implement um, a competitive practice. And then at Yakima Valley with Dean Nicholson, his co-head coach was Leon Rice, who you got to know very well at Gonzaga and is the head coach at Boise State. Um, then Mike Burns recruited me to Central, brought me over to Eastern Washington, uh, coaching with him and, and Ray Giacoletti, and then alongside guys like Carl Howell. I would say all of those guys right there that I just mentioned have had an influence on me, and I will call them in regards to different things, uh, as, as whether it's to bounce ideas off of them or to get their advice on some of the challenges that we might be facing, but super blessed to be able to have an impact, um, those guys to be able to have an impact on my coaching career along with the guy that I played for here at Central in, in Greg Sparling. You mentioned a tremendous amount of, of coaches that are tied to the Northwest that everybody respects. Um, and you're just a part of that group of network of coaches that really have, have pushed the game forward in the Northwest. So that's really good to hear so many of those familiar names. You mentioned you were taught how to develop a practice. And that's one area that I feel good coaches can separate themselves from average and great coaches can separate themselves from good in how you develop a practice so that you're not uh, 
missing steps to prepare for not only your next opponent, but prepare yourself for the long haul of the season with your fundamental base or your philosophy and, and what you're trying to get done on both ends of the floor. For a young coach maybe who's listening to this that's just kind of finding their way at the high school level, what would the, the biggest keys be in your mind to developing a practice or a practice plan? That's a great question, and I, I think that you can't overemphasize the importance of practices, and that's what I enjoy about coaching in the game of basketball as, as much as anything. And what I tell our guys, even when we're recruiting them, is practices are mine and games are yours. I'm going to dictate practice. We're going to dictate practice. We're going to put you in situations where that we believe are going to enable you to have success in the game. Once we get to the game, I understand that there's an impact that I can have, but I do not want to be a micromanager once it comes to the games. If you're not doing what we need to do to have success, then that's, I go back, that's my fault in practice. We didn't do enough to prepare you. And I think one of the things that we emphasize more than anything is just the pace of practice and putting our guys in a position to practice at an intense level the whole time. And I think that that's, there's a balance there. And a lot of coaches have a challenge, I think, in talking too much. It's important to teach, but there's a balance there to where you're sucking the ability of your players to be able to practice at a high level if you talk too much. And that's where I enjoy the teaching that goes into the first couple weeks of practice, but I also, it drives me crazy because there's so much stopping and going. And, but once we get into the flow of things, we work extremely hard to put the ownership on our players to be able to, to practice at a high level. And we do that by making sure that we are structuring practice in order to be able to do that. And one of the biggest tools that we use are some warm-up drills that create a platform for effort and leadership and communication. And those first two or three drills, we know right off the bat if our team and we are ready to go that day based on their performance in their effort, their communication and their execution, we can tell how practice is going to go. But that's one of the things that Coach Bauer, when I played for him in high school, he, he, he micromanaged practice to be able to put us in a position to have intense practices every day. And I loved that as a player. And that's something that we have really emphasized as a coaching staff. I think there's a lot of uh, really good bits of, of advice and wisdom in that for, for young coaches. Last question before I let you go. Um, so you're somebody who played at Central Washington, and then you're coaching now at your alma mater. Uh, I can only imagine that 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 was that is maybe a dream come true, or at least it feels right to be there. Now every coach wants to be able to be put in a position in a program that you're going to have a chance to win. Is Central Washington a place that you feel has a chance to, to compete for a national title at the Division II level? And what are your career aspirations, not just at Central, but 
long-term big picture? Well, you're exactly right in that it's been a tremendous life experience for me and my family to come to Ellensburg and coach at the school that I played at. It's hard enough to become a head coach at the college level, but to be able to go back to your to your alma mater and then couple it with just the history that Central has. One of the main reasons, if not the main reason, that I came to Central as a player is because of the long tradition of success that they had enjoyed. And to be honest, when I became the head coach at Lewis Clark State College, LC State and Central have a lot in common in that, especially when you look at how Central operated at the NEI level back in the 80s and 90s. It's very similar to, to where LC State is at now. And there was probably only one place, and I, I could probably take the probably out of that. There was only one place that I was ever going to leave LC State for, and that was Central Washington. And it was still tough to leave, but I really felt like this is where I was supposed to be and uh, to be able to transition here, just like the transition that, that I've been a part of at multiple schools, it's been challenging, but without a doubt, the, the resources and the support are here to win a national championship. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. There, there are very few gyms that you can walk into in America that have 33 conference championship banners hanging up in the gym. And that's what we have here. And for me to be able to be a part of that tradition again, there's only been five coaches in the last 90 years here at central Washington. And as you know, that's so rare in the landscape of college athletics especially in college basketball. And so while I take big, a great pride in being a part of that, it's also, it's a big responsibility. This program means a lot to a lot of people. And we've taken on the challenge of, of trying to continue that success and elevate that success. And I like where we're heading and, and the step that we were able to take this last year and the step that I believe that we're going to continue to take uh, this is a, a campus that has 13,000 students. They've continued to build and develop. We just got approved for a brand new $50 million arena here that is going to give us a practice gym, an expanded weight room. And the, the president here has, has made huge strides in the amount of uh, how he's been able to develop this campus. And Ellensburg, sometimes a lot of people in the state of Washington or the Pacific Northwest, they've been to Ellensburg. It's, it's a main vein from Seattle to Spokane. But when you get off the highway and you get into town and you step on campus, a lot of people are shocked at what this campus looks like and what it can offer to um, students and especially from an athletic standpoint, we get tremendous, tremendous support here. We've led the conference in attendance for the last three years. Our football team has 
won three straight conference championships. Our, our women's volleyball team has gone to the national tournament nine straight times. And just being an hour and a half east of Seattle and all the talent and the population over, over on, on the west side, it's really been a perfect situation for a lot of student athletes that have gone through central Washington. Well, Brandon, I can hear the passion in your voice uh, that you have for central Washington and Ellensburg. I look forward to following the, the continued and, and, and newfound success uh, because you're right. Uh, I didn't play against central Washington. I didn't play in your guys league, but I knew that, that you guys were, were a traditional power at the Division II level, um, and I look forward to following that. So appreciate you joining uh, our Scoreback Live Washington Today podcast, and, and best of luck uh, continuing to move past this coronavirus situation and getting ready for the upcoming school year and for us, more importantly, the basketball season. You got that right, and we will. I, I got faith. We'll get through this, and I appreciate you having me on and even more so I appreciate what you're doing here through scorebook live and these podcasts for the basketball community in the northwest Uh, Washington and Oregon it's a special place for basketball and what you're adding to it is is extremely appreciated from my point of view all right thanks again appreciate you joining coach Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.